I'm Warren Black. Today, another installment in our series, Where We Live, shining a spotlight on individuals in our community exploring the intersection of art and social issues. Place and history play a central role in the music of Daryl Grant, an in-demand pianist, composer, and jazz studies professor at PSU. It's a way to open people's minds and hearts to thinking about things that they need to think about but that are difficult sometimes to talk about. We're listening to The Territory, a nine-part suite that premiered in 2013. In it, Daryl Grant uses jazz and classical music to tell the story of Oregon's history and landscape. I recently talked with him about his current project, which also deals with a specific place in Oregon. Grant is collaborating with Third Angle New Music to create a chamber opera called Sanctuaries about gentrification in Portland's historically African-American Albina district. Where does this come from? Was there like a time when you thought, oh my gosh, I gotta write this opera now? Or was there a moment? <laughs> yeah, there, there was a moment. We were in, uh, I was having a meeting with Third Angle at Floyd's Coffee Shop downtown. Just having a meeting about they wanted to work with me and collaborate in some kind of project and uh, we started talking more about themes and about subject matter, which was really, for me, a, a necessary component of writing about something. And, and we started talking about, um, you know, gentrification, which was, you know, has been an issue in Portland for, for this past uh, several years. And, uh, and then the words chamber opera came up. And I remember, I guess I remember saying, like, N- why would I do that? Like, what, what, what like no that's not i mean i had never considered the possibility of composing an opera and they it's it, it just was an idea that wouldn't let go of me i mean i thought you know i've written suites i've written different kinds of extended form works but the idea of exploring opera did not seem like something i would really do and then i started asking myself well why is that why why do i feel like opera is not a place maybe where i belong or that i had thought about uh, participating. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought, this is a reason to write an opera. This is a reason to explore the question. And so the process of writing this opera has really been the process of discovering myself and what I do and what I bring in this genre. Uh-huh. What I really, what I didn't expect and what I loved about the opera process is the collaborative nature of it. So I you know, and sort of seeing, well, how do you, how does one go about writing an opera? You know, it's like, well, I guess you need a plot <laughs> and you need a plot synopsis. And so it's like, okay. And then it's like, well, you need a librettist. So I'm sort of looking around and and I happen to run into um, this incredible uh, poet, Anis Moshgani, who is um, a spoken word artist and poet. I've heard yeah. some, I'm just watching some on of YouTube. stuff on YouTube. Oh, like, it's amazing. Brilliant. I mean, I heard one, one clip. I was like, that's the guy. There is a thunder inside my mom. Deep and strong and beautiful. It is a southern thunder. You can see it hanging heavy in the distance, rolling in with horses cresting on its dark waves. There is a music to growing up down south. You know, we started, he'd never written a libretto. I had to convince him in the same way I had to be convinced. You can do this, we can do this. He's like, ah, ugh. So, you know, we sort of worked on it together and, and I you know, gave him my plot synopsis. This is from my research and what I've learned about the story of how the African-American community in Albina experienced this, this sort of history of gentrification, all this information. And he sort of distilled it into this beautiful, beautiful language. So what people will experience 
is really the encounter with the subject matter, the experience of the black community and sort of how that is expressed in these four characters who represent different perspectives on that experience. One of the characters is a, a woman who's trying to reclaim her family home. And those people who are familiar with the displacements of the black community through the construction of I-5 and then the Coliseum and then the Emanuel Hospital and then the PPS building. I mean, it's like constant sense of dispossession, displacement. So this woman is seeking to return to her home. And then there's a, a reverend who um, has a black church in Northeast. But of course, if all the people have left and don't live in the neighborhood, does the building still have its purpose, should he remain? Or so grappling with that dilemma, you know, an artist who is trying to figure out how to represent community and and then a sort of a wandering character that's sort of a narrator. And so the characters are are, are grappling with the same thing. What does it mean to return to a space that was once ours that no longer is? I think it's really, really powerful. And musically, there's jazz, there's vernacular music, there's classical counterpoint, there's, you know, all the things that I, all the music that I know and love, it's all there. So apart from having a great show, what else do you want to see coming out of this experience? There's a quote that I sometimes remind myself of and use in my teaching is, art doesn't change the world, but art can change people, and people change the world. And so I guess for me, it's a way to open people's minds and hearts to thinking about things that they need to think about, but that are difficult sometimes to talk about or to move on. This is an opportunity to open the door to more stories like this, which enrich all of us. Daryl Grant's Sanctuaries premieres April 23rd in a converted warehouse space in the Albina neighborhood. Details are at thirdangle.org. I'm Warren Black. Where We Live is part of All Classical Portland's Joy Initiative, which is generously sponsored by Albina Holdings.